Hello, and welcome to the Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and this podcast is all about faith and wellness, and I'm going to be providing resources to help you live a whole and complete life. So welcome to the first episode of this podcast. I am so excited to bring this content to you. And so as I mentioned in the introduction and and my farewell from a previous podcast, that this is going to be all about faith and wellness, and how we can put those things together side by side in alignment. And it's also going to be a series based podcast. And so the first podcast series for this entire podcast, okay, so the inaugural series is going to be called the cancer series. And all of that will make better sense to you as I navigate through this first episode. And so we do have a guiding scripture for this episode series. And it is Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 and 27, and also verse 31. And here's what they say. Be angry, and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. So here are the three things that we're going to be focusing on today in this episode. One, cancer scare. Number two, silent killer. And three, spiritual radiation. And so as I go throughout this episode, if you hear something that really resonates with you, do not be shy. Go ahead and tweet that out or you can post that anywhere on your social media platforms. Just use the hashtag whole and complete so that I can find it. And you can always find me at Dr. Shante says on any and all of my social media platforms. So let's get started. So what is cancer? And I know that that is a term that is so pronounced in our society that it just doesn't seem like it would warrant any sort of explanation, but it is very important that we have a common understanding and definition of terms as we walk through this series. And so as I look this up, cancer is the uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells in the body. So we have healthy cells and cancer is when we have abnormal cells. And cancer develops when the body's normal control mechanism stops working. Old cells don't die and instead grow out of control and they form new abnormal cells. These extra cells form a mass of tissue called a tumor. And so the way cancer works, well, the way the body works is that we have healthy cells and When those healthy cells have kind of reached their life cycle and their expiration period, they die. And when those cells die, then we have new fresh cells. And that's just kind of how our bodies are wired and and set up to work. But when there's a cancer, then those cells, they don't die. Instead, you know, it's kind of like Bebe's kids. Are you, (laughs) if you're familiar with that cartoon or or that phrasing from the nineties, Bebe's kids, we don't die, we multiply. That's what cancer does is that it doesn't die. It multiplies and that multiplication, that new cluster of cells uh, can sometimes form a mass of tissue and that tissue is called a tumor, which brings us to what does cancer do, right? And some of you who have gone through cancer or experienced cancer, you know the answer to this all too well. So I'm not in any way making light of that um, because cancer is very serious. And as you'll see in this series, what this has to do with faith and wellness. So what cancer does is that when that tumor grows, the cancer cells take up necessary space 
and nutrients that the healthy organs would normally use. And as a result, the healthy organs can no longer function. And so in other words, that tumor grows to a point and it takes so many of the healthy resources where the organ can no longer function. It becomes cancerous. But the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I've called this series the cancer series is because not all cancers are physical. Okay. I want to repeat that. Not all cancers are physical. So what I've just given you is kind of like the, the physical medical definition of cancer. But I want to walk you through this definition of spiritual cancer, okay? Because that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode and throughout this series. And so spiritual cancer is the uncontrolled growth of negative feelings and emotions that once embedded began to choke out and destroy healthy thinking and emotional functioning. I want to repeat that. Spiritual cancer is the uncontrolled growth of negative feelings and emotions that once embedded begin to choke out and destroy healthy thinking and emotional functioning. Spiritual cancers can include but are not limited to anger, bitterness, envy, comparison, scarcity, inadequacy, depression, and fear. So the key word here is embedded because the truth of the matter is Throughout the span of our lives, we are going to experience all of these emotions. We're going to experience anger and we're going to experience bitterness and we're going to experience envy and and comparison and all of that. But when it becomes embedded, meaning when it begins to take root and it gets anchored and it hooks on and it stays a part of you, then that's when it begins to choke out and destroy healthy thinking and emotional functioning. And in our reference text. Okay. So in Ephesians 31, it says, get rid of, or in some versions it says, put away from you. Okay. Put away all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. In other words, put it off of you as quickly as possible. Because once those things began to take root, then they began to grow. And so what does spiritual cancer do? Well, spiritual cancer takes up the needed mental and physical energy that healthy attitudes and emotions would use. So just like physical cancer takes up the space that healthy organs would use, spiritual cancer takes up the necessary mental and physical energy that healthy attitudes and emotions would use. And as a result, the healthy attitudes and patterns of thinking can no longer function, causing spiritual debilitation or malignancy. In other words, once these emotions begin to kind of anchor themselves, once the anger or the bitterness or the hurt or the the feelings of of betrayal and, and those types of things, once those things begin to take root, then it becomes harder and harder for you to go through your day feeling happy and feeling whole and feeling at peace. Those things begin to lessen and then that's where things like depression begin to sink in. And I know this personally, because some of you, I shared this on uh, the previous podcast that I was hosting, Believing Bigger. Um, It is one of the very last episodes, but I talked about what I was going through physically with my own health. But just so that you guys, the whole and complete audiences is up to speed. Back in October of 2019, my doctor found a lump in my breast and It was one of those things where I went in there for a routine checkup. Um, It was time for my first ever mammogram. 
And I expected absolutely nothing. I expected to get a referral, to get a date for the mammogram and just kind of like go about my business. In fact, I was actually getting ready to go out of town. So as she's checking the breast, I'm sitting up here running through all the things I have to do in my head. I'm like, I need to go to the dry cleaners. I need to pick up this. I need to pick up that. And she said, you have a lump. And her words just cut right into my thoughts. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh, what? She said, you have a lump right here. And she pressed into, it was in my left breast. And so she had pressed into it. And she's like, you know, she moved my finger to where it was and it was a lump. And it's like everything just kind of stopped, right? You know, whatever you were thinking, whatever you were doing, whatever was going on, it just kind of like is suspended in midair because you are kind of having this out of body experience. Like what's happening to me? Is this like real? Because the reality of it is, is trying to like set in and there's a disconnect between what you thought was going to happen that day versus what's actually happening in that moment. And fortunately it turned out to be benign that it was just, you know, some, some dense tissue. And now they have a baseline for, you know, what is happening in my boobs, not to give you too much information about that, but it made me realize how lackadaisical I had become with my physical health. And I wasn't doing the self-examinations every month and I would let years go by without a checkup. And I realized you know, how little I knew about my family's health history, uh, particularly my father's side, because my father was never a part of my life. And even though he wasn't physically present, his physical DNA is still very much a part of me. And I knew that he had died of cancer and his mother had died of cancer. So it's not like there wasn't some sort of genetic link for it. And I just started to just kind of really spiral about some of the things that I had just kind of taken for granted in the day-to-day goings on of my life. And I was struck. Here's what got me. I was struck by how someone can be perfectly fine, feel perfectly fine living their normal everyday lives while unbeknownst to them beneath the surface, a cancerous tumor is growing inside of them and destroying healthy cells. Now, like I said, in my case, it turned out to be benign, but in so many other cases, it's malignant. And the thing is, is that so many people with a cancer diagnosis, there was no symptoms, there was no warning, there was no indication whatsoever that anything was out of the ordinary. And that was the scariest part about it. It's like, wow, you could really be going on living your normal everyday life. And unbeknownst to you, there is something happening beneath the surface that is destroying your health. And according to Healthline, so I want to read you this quote, it says, Typically, the body is able to balance cell growth and division. When old or damaged cells die, they are automatically replaced with new and healthy cells. And in the case of tumors, dead cells remain and they form a growth known as a tumor. Cancer cells grow in the same manner. However, unlike cells in the benign tumors like mine was, cancerous cells can invade nearby tissue and spread to other parts of the body. Which brings us to part two of this episode, Silent Killer. So now let's talk about your cancer scare, right? So I just kind of told you about what my cancer scare was, but let's talk about yours for a minute from a spiritual perspective. So what this means is that we are designed, so just like the body is designed to handle normal cell growth and division, right? Healthy cells 
are generated, old sales die, and then, you know, we just kind of continue that cycle. So you and I, we are also spiritually, emotionally, we are designed to deal with the ebbs and flow of life, right? When old relationships die and we all have had relationships that have reached their expiration, right? We have found that new and healthy ones can form. And when you leave one job, usually what happens is you land elsewhere, okay? Or when we get hurt, it may sting for a while, okay? Our feelings might be hurt for a while or a few months and we might be down for a few weeks. But typically after a period of time, we're able to bounce back after some level of grief and mourning of, of that loss and we can move on and we can pick up and go on with our lives. So just like the body can have new cells come and, and old cells die and just kind of regenerate, our relationships are like that. Our spiritual and our emotional lives are just like that. We are built to deal with the ebbs and flows of life. And when bad things happen, we are designed to be able to bounce back. But sometimes, sometimes, a lot of times, actually, we don't. We don't bounce back. And when we don't, we keep functioning. You know, we keep moving on. But that tumor of hurt or grief or loss or disappointment continues to grow and fester. And so, yeah, you might go back to work or you might go back to church or you might go back into your normal routine, but the pain is still very much there. And so it is very possible for you to be hurt for something to have grabbed hold of you and anchored itself to you. And you just kind of keep soldiering on. You just kind of keep continuing to function and growing and festering. So just like that tumor can anchor itself and those dead cells just continue to pile up and grow. Those same emotions, negative emotions can pile up and grow, even though we're walking around functioning, functioning and kind of like faking fine and acting like everything is okay. And this is my, my charge to you. Don't neglect your spiritual health. Okay. I know that just like I was lackadaisical and kind of given my physical health, you know, short shrift, I wasn't doing annual exams because I was that person where it's like, oh, I never get sick. I feel fine, you know, and you know, you're as young as you feel. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. That was kind of like my attitude about my physical health. And truth be told, I should have been in the doctor's office for a mammogram a year prior. But you know, I just was like, oh, I'll get around to it. No big deal. And so I want to be very clear and I want to really charge you do not do that to your spiritual health. Our guiding scripture says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, do not let it festered. Whatever you're mad about, whatever you're upset about, whatever is plaguing you, whatever has you down, don't let it spend too much time in your spirit. And I, and here's what I'm not saying. Okay. So let me be very clear. I'm not saying, Hey, flick the magic switch and make all those bad emotions go away. Because if it was that easy, we all would do it. But what the Bible is saying here is it's saying that if those things begin to fester, if that anger begins to fester, if that 
loss and that disappointment and that envy or that inadequacy or those feelings of scarcity and that I'm not enough, if that begins to fester, then in that verse right after it, it says, and give no opportunity to the devil. What the Bible is saying is, is that when those things begin to fester, when you go to bed mad and you wake up mad and you go to bed feeling like you're not enough and you wake up feeling like you're not enough, then that's when the enemy, the devil is like, oh, well, looks like meat's back on the menu because I have a fresh opportunity to now antagonize and exacerbate and and create malignancy in that situation. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is making sense. So I want to be very clear and deliberate when I say this, okay? So I might repeat myself a couple of times on a couple of things, but I really want to give emphasis in this piece, okay? It is not normal to be angry all the time. It is not normal to be set off by the slightest disappointment. It is not normal to live in a state of constant inadequacy and scarcity, feeling like you are not enough, that you're not good enough, or that you don't have enough. It is not normal to be at odds with people all the time, to just be in constant conflict with people all the time. It is not normal to cut off people that love you without cause or reason. And by normal, what I mean is this is not God's will for your life and it's not healthy. This list of things that I read off to you, these are the things that sent me into therapy. Okay, so physical health is one thing, but our mental health is something different. I was angry all the time. I was so ill tempered and short tempered. And after, and just so negative, you know, just so critical, every little thing, sitting in traffic, mad about every little thing. And after a while, I was just like, what is wrong with you, Shantae? Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so mad? Why are you so snippy? And, and my daughter, who is usually so bubbly and full of life and enthusiasm and goofiness, you know, she was starting to pick up some of those same characteristics. And I was like, okay, is it that bad? And I say this to say that uh, your emotions are some of the devil's favorite playgrounds. And a lot of times when we talk about faith or Christianity, we really don't give the enemy or the devil a lot of airtime because it sounds so hocus pocus to a lot of people. But spiritual warfare is very real. It's very, very real. I don't cherry pick the Bible. I don't pick the parts that sound good and warm and fuzzy and then kind of leave out the other parts. And so, you know, when I talk about it, I'm talking about all of it and his target. So the enemy's target is your joy. And so anything that God has promised you, the devil wants to destroy specifically in John 15, Jesus says, you know, when he's talking about abiding in his word and his love for us, he says, I have told you this, that your joy may be full or complete. And you cannot have joy outside of the will of God. And so the enemy will use your hurts and your pains and your mistakes and disappointments and inadequacies and insecurities and grow a spiritual cancer. And so please do not neglect your spiritual health because what it will damage ultimately is not just the quality of your relationships, but the quality of your self-worth, the quality of your sense of self, which ultimately compromises the quality of your life. And sometimes where this verse is saying, be angry, you know, but do not sin. What it's saying is don't make it worse. Okay. So sometimes when we get hurt, 
we can compound it with our actions. You know, we do things like we cuss people out or we cut people off or we have sex with people out of spite or we retaliate or go seeking revenge or we escalate, you know, things. We take it from five to 25. You know, we'll empty our bank accounts, retail therapy, go on shopping for things, you know, to try to make ourselves feel better. We basically jump out of the frying pan and into the fire to try to avoid dealing with the pain directly and spiritually and taking it to God in prayer. And so when we do that, we are escalating it and we are allowing the cancer to spread. We are are feeding the tumor essentially is what we're doing. And so the last thing I want to talk about in this episode, so part one of this series is a spiritual checkup. Okay, so are you okay spiritually? And here are some of the best ways to determine whether or not you're okay. Okay. Whether or not cancer has kind of manifested itself in your life spiritually. And so Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is forgiveness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. And so one of the best ways to determine our spiritual health is by doing a fruit inspection. Basically, you know how you go into the grocery store and you pick up the fruits and the vegetables and you kind of give them a little squeeze and you check out the quality to determine whether or not they're healthy enough for you to want to take home. Well, we need to do that spiritually. And so you can do this later if you need more time. But, you know, you can grab a sheet of paper and just kind of on a scale of, of one to five, you know, one being the lowest and five being the highest. Or you can kind of do this mentally as I'm reading these things off. Just kind of rate yourself in these areas. So on a scale of one to five, how much love do you feel for and from others? OK, so on a scale of one to five, do you feel loved? OK, and do you feel that consistently? Where do you rate your feelings about that? On a scale of one to five, how much joy do you experience? And when I say joy, I don't mean like ecstatic happiness. This is not like the happy nun from Sister Act. <laughs> like it's not that type of party. I'm saying just that you are consistently content, that there is a sense of joy about your well-being. So on a scale of one to five, how do you rate that? On a scale of one to five, how much peace do you have? Okay, on a scale of one to five, how much peace do you have? On a scale of one to five, how easy is it for you to forgive other people? Okay, how how easy is it for you to let things go? On a scale of one to five, how kind are you to yourself? In other words, do you often speak negatively about yourself? Do you call yourself stupid? Do you call yourself fat? Do you call yourself ugly? Do you call yourself old and like, how kind are you to yourself? Okay, so on a scale of one to five, how kind are you to yourself? And by extension, how kind are you to others? Okay, so be honest. Okay, I'm not looking at these. I'm not grading on a curve. Just be honest with yourself. This is a self assessment. And on a scale of one to five, how easy is it for you to control your emotions? And so whether that emotion is anger, or whether that emotion is envy or jealousy, like how easy is it for you to control those flare ups? Okay, especially when the emotions are negative. And then I want to continue on the fruit inspections. Okay. And at this time, I want to take it from Matthew. So Matthew 17, I mean, Matthew 7, 15 uh, through 17 says, beware of false prophets, those who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves, ravenous wolves, you will know them by their fruits. 
Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. So in this context, to what extent are you using the gifts that God has given you to create impact in the world? In other words, what kind of tree are you? What kind of fruit are you bearing? When you look at your life and you look at the things that God has gifted you to do and you look at the things that you are are excellent at, Are you using those gifts? Are you using those talents? Are you using those abilities to create positive impact in the world? Or are you sitting on them? Are you afraid to use them? Are you, and because if you are, fear can be a cancer as well. It's not just negative emotions, but fear is a spirit that can attach itself to your life and keep you from living out God's call for you to do bigger and better and greater things. How committed are you to your calling and in what ways is your calling evidence? So in addition to inspecting the fruit of your emotions, you also have to inspect the fruit of your calling, inspect the fruit of your talents and your abilities. To what extent are you using those things? And if you're not, then that might be an area where a spiritual cancer has taken place and taken root in your life. And then the last one, uh, Galatians 5, 19 through 20 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, or some versions say evident, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions and envy, drunkenness. And so to what extent, you know, since we're talking about the fruit and looking at at our lives, to what extent are things like this a part of your life, part of your daily existence through things like social media? So even if you're not the one that's keeping up the strife or the hatred or whatever, are you keeping up with, you know, the latest gossip and the latest drama? Because those things that you take into your eye gate and your ear gate, you know, those things have the ability to influence your spirit. And so to what extent are you viewing these things? How much do you consume visually or auditorily in the ear gate or with the people that you hang around? How often are you consumed with envy or jealousy, which has become an unfortunate byproduct of social media? Social media is a great tool, but it can also be weaponized in the wrong ways and make people feel inadequate about themselves. How often do people run to you with mess and gossip? And so if there is some messiness going on, are you the go-to person? And if you are, you might want to ask yourself, why am I that person? Why am I the person that people feel that they can run to with mess, with gossip, with back chatter? And if those things are evident in your life, then that might be an opportunity for you to explore a spiritual cancer. So next we are going to be talking about the extension of this about late stage cancer. So what happens when this cancer metastasizes, right? So right now we're talking about the tumor and a tumor is kind of localized in one place, but what happens when it starts to spread? And so we're going to talk about that next. And we'll also start getting into spiritual radiation. So thank you for joining me on the very first episode of the whole and complete podcast. And so please, if you have any comments, questions, tweets, takeaways, please use the hashtag whole and complete. And you can tag me at Dr. Shante says on Twitter, on Instagram, and just keep in mind at the end of this series. So as, as we begin to talk about these things in more depth, Um, I will be opening up the vault for some one-on-one time, some some one-on-one sessions, which I talked about in the intro for this podcast. And those kind of 
sessions, those coaching sessions. Um, I'll explain more about those when that vault opens up. But if you are hearing something and you're thinking like, wow, that's me or wow, that's something that I need to start thinking about or I want to talk to someone about that, then I'm making myself available to talk to you and with you about those things. And so if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, if you are going to be with me on this new podcast journey, then I would love to hear from you and I will see you next time.